0: Welcome back to Smell My Whiskey Podcast. This is episode nine? Nine.
1: Is that right? You always wow. so surprised.
0: <laughs> I actually am. I mean, we could have been at episode two and just stopped, so I'm always surprised. And what's today's date? We should do the date this time. It is what? The 25th?
2: 25th. Uh, too bad this is going to come out on the first...
0: It doesn't matter. So, yeah, we're always a week behind, so record on the 25th comes out on the 1st. Uh, but I think that adds a little context. We should probably start dating these babies. Um, This week, we have, well, we have Pat and John and Clint, the three hosts. What's going on, boys?
2: Nothing. I'm ready to drink some whiskey.
0: Absolutely nothing. I love it. That's exactly the kind of response I would expect on a Monday.
3: That pause That pause. there was enough to uh, say all of our answers. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: been a long fucking weekend. Uh, this week, we've got this. Oh, God. I got to say this word. Brook bruch, Let's
2: hear Pat say
3: it. Yeah, let's I, hear it, Pat. I got
2: it right last week. Everyone else has to suffer through this. Clint, you're next. <laughs> Oh, uh, Brook Laddie, close.
3: Yeah, I was gonna go with Brook Laddie.
2: good. You guys are better than Max.
0: All I know is it's a classic boy. That's what we got going on here. Classic. So boy. that's our that's our whiskey for the week. Uh, Brook
2: Laddie, classic Laddie. I'll
0: tell you what, though, looking back at last week, I have not even touched that goddamn Tesla bottle. I'm too scared.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I, Leave I thought be. I.
0: I had to take the lid off to take a photo for John for the Instagram and I thought the whole time, this is when it shatters and I'm just going to send you a photo of an exploded bottle and say, post it, fuck it.
3: (laughs) That would have been a good one for like the series of posts would be like, here's the top. Oh, and here's when it exploded.
0: (laughs) Here's what, this is all, all that's left is the top. The rest of the bottle has (laughs) gone. You
2: should have had your wife videotape you in slow-mo just in case.
0: Oh God, it was kind of nerve wracking, but um, now it's just back where it was and I haven't touched it since, so.
1: Talking about that how to market is. that episode and everything, and little did you know, the crown jewel of achievement would have been to have a picture of it smashed Flooded. on the floor. <laughs> Twitter would <laughs> I didn't even mean to do this. Up.
0: <laughs> this. is like this is like old school two thousand. I don't know fourteen YouTube, where the top video of the all time year is like a guy smashing a PS two, <laughs> something <laughs> stupid like that.
2: Break out oh, sledgehammer.
0: All right, so we've got this terrible, terrible named whiskey from This American. is
2: not a terrible name at all. It's we have terrible already for gone me. through, we have so many much harder things to pronounce. Stop. So many
0: much harder things. Okay, yeah, like
2: crack or... a
0: <laughs> Yeah, we'll get we got to review that, baby, so we can have Clint introduce it. Ah, uh, so the Brook Laddie, right? Brook Laddie. So we have the Brook this week, Pat. Do you want to fill us in on this thing?
3: Wait, sure, I, can I got. That. I got something to say.
2: Okay, Mister Robot. As if that was a plan. Here it comes. It's early this time. <laughs> Play the horns. No. Wow. Did you know that Lottie means?
3: <laughs> so, I was just. Uh, we usually do. We talk about like you know last week's stuff, and I was going to use that point as jumping off. But anyway, I don't know. Did anyone watch the UFC fight on Saturday? Oh, I knew someone was going to bring this up. I knew. Someone was gonna bring up this Conor McGregor. So I think Conor McGregor listens to our episodes, boys, because <laughs> why he fought fun- <laughs> because so he was in a matchup with Dustin Poirier. Poirier. I think it's Dustin Poirier. Oh, good.
0: Another thing we can't pronounce. <laughs>
3: it's if you look at the spelling, it's like P-o-i-r-e-r, Poirier. I think it is. Anyway. Poray. He fought this dude and he lost. So I'm guessing the only reason that got could be the heck out. It's because he listened to our show and he heard us talk shit about his whiskey. So he's like, "I got it's, nothing to the the power here. from him." Yeah.
2: Wow. So
0: all I know is properly. I saw Lated ego
1: job.
3: It's I saw this like pop up
0: on Snapchat or something saying like, oh, this fight. I was like, wait, Conor McGregor's going to fight? I'm kind of interested now only because we reviewed his whiskey. And then I was disappointed because it hadn't happened yet. So I forgot completely. And then someone brought it up tonight or last night and was like, wait, when was this fight? Today? Yesterday? Saturday. It was Saturday. Saturday. So someone brought it up the other day and was like, oh, did you see that Conor McGregor fight? And I was like, no, but now I'm really interested. And someone just goes, he got knocked. Ow! I was yeah. like, "Oh, it wasn't uh, uh, pretty." And, and their other comment was, "Their other comment was he got knocked out, and most of America's happy about it." <laughs> it's <was> like, "Okay, <laughs> I'm in."
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: His... <laughs> Have you heard about proper number twelve?
3: He went down in the second round, so, and his face was not pretty.
1: So, was that a whiskey no, that fun probably. fact, or
2: was no? That, just that was just that was <laughs> <laughs> It was just a the Conor McGregor fun fact of the week.
0: I didn't, I didn't, oh no, we can't do those two. No, we're yeah. just following Our whole
2: show, show's fun facts. We're actually, we're actually I didn't, I didn't I hear don't. an air
0: horn,
1: so it can't be a, a fact of the week.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't think our podcast had anything to do with it. I don't think he gives two shits. Wow, Clint. Not, ye of little faith. Zero shits, zero shits. All right, given.
0: Pat. You want to you want to bring us back onto the the gravy train that is whiskey?
2: Yeah. So Brucladi is a, uh, it's a it's an Isla distillery. We talked um, on the Glenfiddich week. There's multiple regions in Scotland where whiskey can come from. So Isla is southwest. It's kind of an island sitting in the Atlantic Ocean off the coast of Scotland. Essentially, not too much far off where you're like having to take a giant boat to get there, but a little geography for you. Uh, Brukladi is a Gaelic word meaning bray of the shore, bray meaning slope of the hill. Kind of comes all around going to the water, right? They were founded in 1881 and it was owned by the same family till 1936. It changed hands a couple times, multiple times, until there was a final shutdown in 1994. So the cool thing about this distillery, 2000, a private investor group reopened them up. And with the help of um, Jim McEwen, who is a, a huge player in the scotch whiskey industry, there's a whole documentary on Prime called um, Scotch Golden Dream about him talking about this distillery in particular, plus his whole career. Like, um, we could have a whole separate episode on him. It's it's super interesting. But the cool thing about Bricolati is they're still using the original equipment to distill their whiskey from 1881. So these old long neck stills, they don't use computers to know when to cut the spirit or when things are done. Everything's done by hand. Everything's talked through by speaking. You know, you don't have email or or stuff like that running through. They have for their mash tons, the original mash tons, it's a seven ton bucket made of Oregon fur. It's just Really neat to me that they're just using all this original, original equipment, and they don't even worry about the technology piece. You know, they really are focusing on the craft of it.
0: Now, wait a minute. You're telling me that this place basically went out of business at one point, and this factory, distillery, kind of just sat empty, and then someone basically brought it back to life, and they still use the original machinery?
2: And they brought it back to life, and the people they hired back up were the same people.
0: Holy shit! That is hashtag gimmick. That's insane. I don't, that is
2: not hashtag even story. Closely. Hashtag story.
3: That is kind of the coolest thing. I think it's neat that that's they use insane. the old shit, but like, what's the like? So like, so what?
0: Because you have the same taste. This this is the same thing they drank. What
3: a hundred and something years you ago. You don't know because they don't track anything electronically. Someone could have no, fucked you it do up know, three because years ago. The exact ago. same. F- a year ago this one could be fucked up you don't know
0: some guy on the floor broke a machine and just put some chewing gum in it it's like
3: this will be fine that's how
0: it works (laughs) yeah exactly you don't know i'm sure they got a taster that verified
3: yeah it's the same hundred year old man just tasting every one
0: of them that is that's that's pretty cool i need to i know before this episode pat did his research and he said hey this is super interesting does anybody want to Dig in and maybe take over just so they can get part of it. And I really wanted to, but I've been swamped. And when he mentioned that this fact, it was like, there's no way this is true, but that's something I really need to dig into because
2: it's amazing.
3: I'm curious what this distillery looks like. Just like all the other ones.
0: Dirty. <laughs> old.
2: <laughs> An old, old building from the Victorian era.
0: They look like they should be on fire. <laughs>
2: <laughs> really, they're really in it for the passion. Like, Everything they do is about supporting Isla. Isla's population, as an island, is about three thousand people. They have six. They have sixty jobs at the distillery. There, they wow. try to use Scottish barley. They have a couple in their line that's just Isla barley. Um, and you go to their go to their website, and they have kind of all this story and this philosophy and sustainability, all that type of stuff. I mean, it could be a gimmick but at least it was interesting enough for me to you know want to take the time I think we need to get away from the stuff.
0: gimmick word. We got to just start taking things at face value, boys.
2: Yeah, I mean we said on other episodes though, stuff all, a lot of this could be marketing, but watching yeah. that watching that documentary and then hooking it back into here, you could really see that there's more passion involved with this whole thing with the people involved. I think the
0: hard time with saying that this is a gimmick is that you can go to this factory, I assume, and see it working where when someone tells you we put it in this barrel because it, you know, changes the entire, I don't know, emotional connection you'll have with this. It's like, okay, what the fuck are you talking about?
2: Yeah, like hearing like, hey, we do this because we want to support the 3,000 people on this island. You know, that kind of rings a little bit better than, you know, something else. Good point. Uh, the, yeah. the Rucolati product family, before I let you guys ask questions, they got four different lines. They have the unpeated, so typically, Isla Whiskey is a a peated Scotch, um, which means they dry their barley using peat smoke. This one is unpeated, so it's dried some other way. I don't I don't care enough. They have Port Charlotte, which is a heavily peated uh, whiskey, and then they have the Octomore, which is known as the super heavy peat. It's the smokiest whiskey that you can find coming out of Scotland, and then so the
0: fact that they dry it. With smoke, it translates directly into the taste, correct
2: exactly, okay, and then they also have a gin oh they that they do gin
0: and I- that, is that peated too? I don't think so, okay, that would be weird
2: it's it's a it's kind of a separate thing um one of the notes said they um found one of like the last type of stills in twenty ten when another distiller was demolished, and they brought that in and then just make this. They call it the botanist Isla Dry Gin.
0: Is there a lot of gins from Scotland?
2: I don't. I don't know.
0: You, you mean you never hear about it? So right, it just you don't like think it's weird. something. All you hear, all you think about, is Scotch when you when you think of Scotland. So
2: any questions on the distillery itself, and then I can move into the whiskey.
3: Uh, no, but I just off of what Max just said, does gin come from Scotland very often? Three of the world's best-selling gins, Hendricks, Gordon's, and Tanqueray, are actually all made in Scotland.
0: Oh wait, really? I know, I know all three of those. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I haven't had I'm oh, I probably had them, but I was not aware that those all come from
2: Scotland. Wow, that's I would have totally thought all three of them were in England.
1: Me Yeah, me too, 100%. That's very yeah. interesting. So what what is gin made of then? I mean, get a, oh, a little off garbage. topic. <laughs> flowers, and garbage. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean is it's in gin though.
2: Like
0: I'm not going to the gin story or whiskey.
2: Right. All right, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's I think it's just a grain a grain distill thing like vodka, but it has a little more essence in it. So like vodka, you're trying to get as pure, unflavored, unscented as possible, whereas gin has like juniper and you know more of an herbal. Component to it that comes out, but it's still just straight distilled and bottled. there I don't think there's. What
0: next live episode? Possible. You buy the two hundred and fifty dollar bottle of gin and bring it.
2: <laughs> I will dump that in the garbage, boys.
0: <laughs> Not this even. Is a force
2: Pat wait, wait, no, that what? What
1: were we talking about there? That was an Ardbeg limited release, right? The bag, yeah. No, I was talking about the Ardbeg Rye Cask. Oh, I'm totally off topic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're
2: talking me. about.
0: Clint, are you uh, reading no, a book over there or something? You watching YouTube videos? Someone play I, the
2: break music and get us back <laughs> on track. <laughs> hey,
3: We can break this early. It sounds weird. <laughs> last gin fact. No, 70-
1: Pat, Patrick sent me something.
3: <laughs> Boy.
1: Uh, what? let John, hear the, are you just, just dropping facts fact. like, randomly yeah, now? this is fascinating.
3: Yeah. 70% of UK's overall gin production is Scottish gin. That's nuts. That's huge. What the fuck. Never well,
2: never would have guessed that. No, never would have That's a guessed good it. that's a good trivia night. Exactly. That
3: really is Tonight. a good
0: one. All right, last chin fact okay. I'm done. Ten out of ten, John. You did it. You finally did it. 2021 completed. Uh, pack it I up. Pack it up for the year. <laughs> we never have to hear the bum 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 again.
1: perfect. Well, no, we gotta get <laughs> the real back. one later. That actually made it through.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This entire show, I actually just constantly say facts and only one makes it in.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Pat, you want to bring us home and talk a little bit about the actual liquid in this bottle?
2: Yeah, so like I said, we have the Classic Laddie tonight. And I want to read a little bit of marketing that they have for this. I thought it was real good. The foundation for our Classic Laddie is not a recipe set in stone, but a distilling philosophy. We have no interest in consistency or uniformity. Instead, go, year, year by year, the variety of provenance of our barley shapes our spirit, and an ever-increasing range of casks our source to evolve the suite of flavors in our warehouse. Each batch of the Classic Gladi will, by nature, be unique and subtly different, but is ultimately our head distiller who curates this assemblage of our finest spirits to showcase the classic floral and elegant Bruxladi house style. So, it all sounds kind of like, okay, yeah, whatever. But what they do is they put a code on every bottle, and ours is 20-163, that shows you exactly what your bottle is made up of. So our particular bottle is made up of 82 different casks, four vintages, three barley types, and nine different cask types. Um, They can tell us that our youngest whiskey in the bottle was distilled in 2013. So we're probably about a six, seven-year-old minimum in here. But who knows what it could be because they're just not allowed to tell us. Um, And then it also gives you what would this particular batch's flavor profile be. So ours leans a little more, it's in the dock, guys, you can see it, we can throw it in the Instagram, a little more towards fruity, floral, vanilla, and malty, with a little bit of citrus and a little bit of marine, whereas kind of the other flavors like uh, oaky, you spicy, your smoky, sherry are all pretty muted. So I just, I love this type of data stuff, and I think it's neat that they're willing to say, hey, here's everything it's made up of. And you can go on that website, punch in that code, and you can see... We had two casks of Scottish mainland organic barley filled in fourth fill, burbs and hogshead casks and for and Spain sherry butts, blah 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 blah. We had eleven Scottish mainland organic and USA bourbon barrel first fills. you know just tons of neat stuff in here. but um, yeah, and to see, to see cool. that like the whiskey itself is not like we're trying to make the same thing every time, but we're trying to have the same philosophy every time is a cool way to approach something that you know, Hey, nothing's ever going to be unique or nothing's ever going to be identical in this industry. So here's how we approach it as more of a. For
1: boss. usual, uh, I'm late to the party. Um, I'm going to have to type in that code and look into all that information on their website a little bit more. Cause uh, that does sound interesting. I just, I, uh, the real question is, you know, is any other distillery willing to give away so much information? I mean, that that seems like very transparent in comparison It seems like, to, though,
0: that they're they're not giving you all of it. Because like Pat said, they're telling you the youngest. They're kind of giving you a spread, but they're not giving you everything, right?
2: Lately, yeah, but there's a lot Lately, of blended... Can't. Yeah, there's EU law that says they can only tell you what the youngest is. There's hmm. a
1: lot You're... of blended whiskeys out there that... I'm I'm not
2: so sure that that's so
1: readily available,
2: and they have cats. Well, I think I really this is, like this. The... Is technically not a blend because it all comes from the same okay. distillery. Remember, in Scotland, law blends are multiple distilleries. Okay.
0: I think oh, what I, I really like that, about yeah. this is just that the passion does show for like the, in this story. You know, the, it definitely shows like we're here to make a product based on tried and true. Ways of making whiskey. We're here to really make a scotch the way it was, I guess, I I don't know if I want to say intended to be made, but the The way way they intend to create it. Exactly. The way this distillery intended to make it. So while I understand John's side of like, you could just automate so much of this and one, cut down costs, but two, make a product that is consistent and what people expect, where this product is like, how do you recommend this? Like, oh yeah, this was this, and someone's like, "What the hell did you drink?" It's like, yeah, well, look at your code; it's not even close. So it's 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 very it's it's very cool. I really like that story.
2: So they also one of the things they pride themselves on, you like the Glenfid Twelve we tried. They th- uh, they throw caramel coloring in there to make the color consistent. These guys don't throw any coloring in there, and I think that's why they do the solid. Color bottles, bottle, yeah. So it's like, hey, don't factor in your color here.
0: Because be- on a shelf, it would be, it would look a little,
2: everyone would offsetting. look a little different if it was, yeah, a it, it would
0: be almost offsetting. As like, this is a company, this looks inconsistent.
2: Yeah, or if you don't know what you're getting into, you go, oh, why am I drinking this one's more yellow? This one's gold. This one, yeah, these are like, and the and pass. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but Functional that makes sense. packaging, huh? Uh, as for, as for, uh, you know the final facts here. Forty-eight bucks, I think you said we paid, or fifty.
0: We paid fifty-four ninety-nine.
2: Fifty-four. 50. Okay. Yeah. And then proof is a hundred, and I think that's all I have uh, as far as whiskey stats. I
0: have one uh, question about like their because I assume this is kind of their I don't want to say lower end, but they're lower of their price budget. I'd, I would
2: call it their base model. So, okay, like so your, your Octomore, those are in the 200 ranges.
0: Does this philosophy live in all of that they produce? The codes, the differences in the way they make it, the subtle differences. I don't know if the
2: codes do. So like if I look at like the Octomore, here's your batch, that's it. Next Cuz they sell
0: those as like
2: are those the ones they sell as like dot point 0.1, 0.2? Two. Two? Yeah, okay, like so, so
0: those two. are like a very you know what you're buying cuz you're buying the this point 0.1 right where this is like this is kind of like you got to really look at the bottle you got to really check the code it's and you're not really going to know all the information where the point ones are very tailored so they're they're probably more controlled
2: yeah so like i'm looking here at, at kind of their unpeated so they've got like the laddie 8 so that one might be similar to this and then they have like an isla barley 2011 a, a bear barley 2010 an organic 2010 so they look a little more like um it's a specific batch you're getting here. They got the the Black Art seven point one, the Black Art eight point one, the the 1988 30 year, that kind of stuff. So I think when it comes to the classic, they probably have the code like, hey, here's what you got. The rest of them are all it's just this. Yeah, if you can get it, you can get it.
0: That's so I, I like that. I like that they're at least you know separating their their more expensive stuff so everyone can have a more unified thought on on what they're drinking where this is more of the passionful product i feel
2: like and if you go to that website you look at the Octomore. they've got four different ones 11 1 2 3 4 and then you scroll down a bit and it's like here's the color of oh, the yeah, eleven one, the eleven two is way different. Here's the eleven. So they're three.
0: very much defining what's going on. They're there. like With these this. are
2: totally different.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So I, I can appreciate both those ways of doing it.
2: Yeah, those, those are like current releases, and they scroll down. It's like here's our old ones, like a ten one. Here's uh the archive, the one, the two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. It's yeah, cool definitely. Stuff. It's cool definitely. stuff.
0: Yeah, very neat, very neat. I'll have to dig more into this. Uh, and you said that documentary was focused directly on, on this distillery? Yeah, this?
2: it's it's focused, I would say, half on cloudy half more than half maybe on Jim McEwen. Okay. Um, But like I said, he, we could do a whole episode, I think, on that documentary because it is phenomenal.
0: Got to do a, a watch-along type
2: deal. Yeah, something like that. It's, That'd be fun. It's really good. Um, Very cool. He talks kind of his story and then o- reopening the distillery, uh, getting the old crew back together and um, kind of the emotions in the room when all those old people who were there when they shut down in 94 were trying the whiskey that he distilled for the first time out of the stills and they kind of all passed it around and everyone's just silent because they know that this is going to work out and the distillery is going to run again.
3: because you
0: know, as well call uh, like this I, uh, Boomer Lottie then.
3: <laughs> Boo! Yeah, <laughs> No cheers for that.
0: That's all I got. Uh, very cool, very cool. So do you want to do the worst part where we talk about how great the story is and then we tear it down? Let's tear it down. All right, so like you had mentioned, uh, we got this boy for $54.99 before tax, I guess. So whatever that works out to. Uh, that's the total wine price for me, um, which I think... This is this may be uh, affected by tariffs as well.
2: Single mark, yes.
0: Yeah, so I think this usually comes in a little lower if you look up history of this guy. Uh, but that's kind of what we're dealing with now. Um, I did see, though, talking about tariffs, that there's a possibility of them lifting these tariffs. Uh, but we'll see what, how that develops.
2: I'm not holding my breath.
0: Yeah, me either. Uh, it's money in, so why would we ever change it? uh okay so moving on to our review do we want to open this up to the nose
3: uh on the nose i got very just like fruity um specifically like apples very crisp fruit and then lots of honey yeah honestly those are the only two things i could really pick out though
1: so i had something actually come very specific to mind uh and uh I My nose kind of honed in on kind of a multi note, and by multi what immediately popped into my head was like plain Cheerios. Hmm. I see
0: that. I, I do see that, because I, I got a very maltiness too.
1: So what? that's what my nose was drawn to immediately. Um, I, I'm I, I kind of noticed that too. I'm not getting too much of the fruity, but I'm getting heavy malt, I'm getting dry Cheerios. There might be some extra flavoring in there, but I, I almost like as soon as I smelled
3: Cheerios, that's what I thought. I could could be convinced about the Cheerios. Clint, you fucking did it.
0: You got a cereal right. <laughs> I love it. And you know what? It's so good that I'm on board. I'd like that that description. That is, no, I got the malt and the the Cheerios is where it's at.
3: Maybe I'm gonna redact a little bit of what I said. Feel that? I feel it's, that a lot. I don't know if I would say flat out fruity. It's very floral. That's exactly what I I have like. floral.
2: I've got dry wine ish.
1: I could get I can understand it, but I'm telling you, I, I am like my nose is on the malt and it won't let go and now I'm just kinda I think that's my problem right now is now I'm thinking in one dimension and it's kinda hard for me to get off of it.
2: So they said they said they say the trick is if you need to reset your nose, you just smell <sighs> inside your elbow.
0: Oh, good. That's not where I want to smell.
2: No, right right in the crook because there's no stink there. Oh. And it nope. kind of resets wait your nose. We're
0: doing it live.
2: Thought, uh...
3: <laughs>
0: you know what? You know what? That's not a bad...
2: So it, it basically kinda resets right. reset your barometer a little bit.
0: Okay, I could do that. Um, so s- do you want to go ahead?
2: I, I wrote down toffee. I wrote down salinity, but I can't get that anymore. So that might have been a, a first take kind of thing. When I was reading the tasting notes, they said mint. I couldn't pick that up, but I think that's because I might have been looking for more like a toothpaste mint. I asked uh, my wife what her thoughts were, and she says cold winter snow air and bubble bath. Bubble. Bath? And when she said the warm, what the, the frick do you date an, an author all of a sudden? You Claire's changed real, wives. Claire's very good at smells. <laughs> what the frick just happened? And then, so the cold winter snow air. When when she said that. I could kind of see it, but it's definitely Sounds like a different it could be mint. a definitely different way of describing smells than I think I'm ever going to be capable of. Okay. It's kind of like that.
1: I don't even know. I'm cool freshness. Be
2: with kids around the house and the only
1: thing I can think of is dry Cheerios. <laughs> oh, that's all you eat, grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: god. So, uh I guess I can I can kind of echo on the I definitely got the honey, I got the malt pretty heavily, uh especially on the taste, but On the nose, I did find that sweetness of the honey very pungent, I would say. Uh I did have, so I I brought this out of the bottle, I smelled it, and then my baby started crying, and I was like, okay, Dorit, I'll take care of you. And like this thing sat for like 10 minutes. So I came back to it and I was like, oh, I need to come start over. And I i'm no lie i came into this and thought i swear to god there is saltiness to
2: this there should be
0: well the thing is i couldn't i was like that seems wrong like i i had this this talent of saltiness and i was like i feel like this can't be right and so i was like i have to look this up i have to look into this and yeah like you said i saw the mintiness and i was like no i'm goodbye i think that's on the actual it's on uh, the model Brooklyn
2: site pdf yeah. or whatever and i
0: was like no, you don't even know what you're talking about. Get out of here. Uh, and I went to some other ones and people talked about uh like a a sea air. I like I was like, "Okay, that's kind of exactly what I'm getting." Like that that saltiness and I was I was shocked that I pulled that out, but that was the thing that really stuck with me uh at, at the tail end of of t- of smelling this, which was I don't know. It was shocking to think that I would pull something like that out.
2: Did anyone do any water? No. But I'm gonna on, do some right comment. Now.
1: You guys are talking saltiness and all of a yes. sudden I'm thirsty.
0: <laughs> also, Clint's just eating Cheerios and pretzels.
3: <laughs> <laughs> These pretzels are making me thirsty. Hey, but yeah,
0: that was my big that was my big standout. Hey. Because I tried very hard to find the toffee when I read about that, and I didn't really I didn't find it as much as I, I think most people will. But I'm wondering if the saltiness is part of that kind of uh, multifaceted smell that's going on because you can have a lot of salted toffees. So I feel like maybe I'm getting the tail end of that and just not picking up the sweetness since it's kind of attached to the honey for me. But I, I found the nose very ple- uh, pleasant, to be honest.
2: <laughs> boy throwing a little water and I think I get more of that salt air. <laughs> I tried to throw a little... I liked it.
0: I, I thought it was... a. I thought it really
3: i thought it really brought it looks like john made a mistake
0: (laughs) he did he did the max and he went oh just a drop oh that's three gallons my little
3: water turned into a little splash a little more water than there is whiskey in this glass
0: he got it in his eyes (laughs) john are you sure you're drinking the right whiskey
3: (laughs) i'm pretty sure (laughs) it's just water now it's mainly water
0: (laughs) okay well i mean so that's very interesting i'm i'm I find it interesting we hit almost all the notes I read. That mint, though, I, I'm surprised no one brought it up. I mean, I'm not surprised, but you would okay. You would think with all of our points we do bring Claire
2: up. Claire said she could find it. I don't.
3: On the mint. I think that winter air kind of sounds like. what I was going to say the winter air. Like that, like crisp burn. It's more of the cooling. Yeah. Yeah. E cool burn.
2: Maybe it's more of that rather. I think when I think mint, I think toothpaste. I think candy canes.
3: I think the same thing. Real mint is not that. Yeah. No.
2: We're still talking nose,
1: right? Yes. Yep. Yep. yep.
0: With that, Clint, we're going to move right on to
1: the taste. So I, I, I didn't. The malt didn't. The Cheerio didn't come through as much on the on the taste as I thought it would. Um. I I got a a bit of vanilla, but it was subtle. I th- I think where I tasted the saltiness was on the finish, actually, which is why I brought up when you said salty. I was taking a drink at the time, and then all of a sudden, I felt like it was on the very tip of my tongue, like a little bit of salt finish. I don't know if that's just me doing me. I don't, I'm not sure. Beyond that, I, I, I'm i not sure how best to describe this one. I think my palate is failing me tonight a little bit. Like, it just... Clint, you got to try it before the podcast. Yeah. Oh, I did. I did. And... You just forgot to write it down. No... no what it was is i focused so much on that dry cheerio nose that everything else is just kind of unmemorable so like and i don't think that's a consequence of the flavor i think it's just i honed in on something and that's now that's all i that's all i got so i'm not sure if my review is going to be very good this week but clint
0: the one trick pony that's all right John, fill us in with what we really need to know.
3: I'll go next. I got a lot more on the palate than I did the nose. Um, I think first off, I noticed there's like a pretty decent burn to this. Um, Does anyone disagree with that part first off?
2: I do do agree with that. Okay. Old baby never had 50 proof before, 100 proof before.
0: No, I mean, compared to our other (laughs) stock, I feel like this is much more
2: of a burn.
3: Okay. And then I got more honey on the palate than I did the nose um and then i wrote down like buttery almost and it might be that sort of that uh slight salty taste to it kind of coming with the buttery because it's like kind of
1: butter stick
3: yeah exactly like it's creamy the texture's kind of like i wouldn't say thick or syrupy but it's definitely not like watery um so i don't know i kept thinking butter and on the aftertaste i got kind of like a peachy aftertaste. That's the only thing I could think of was like peaches or like candy peaches. That, that
1: seems so far out in left field to yep. me. I, I agree.
3: Yeah, John John might be broken, but it's alright. Yeah, it's fine. At least I tried.
2: I, I had a lot of a sweetness uh, with a little bit of spice at the end. Really didn't get much of that salinity in there. I did notice putting the water in though makes that sweetness pop on the tongue more than it did without and I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, Claire said it tasted like cold medicine. Yeah, specifically Dimetapp. Name brand. She could name brand it. Jeez, Interesting.
0: Shout out to Claire.
2: Uh, I I wrote. Uh, it wasn't complicated, but it was well crafted.
0: I felt the maltness did push through for me on the taste. Uh, it was very. I don't know. I got the, the, that that hint of the spice really up front. As it tailed off, I definitely got some of that. Some of like a hint of cinnamon. I found that there was still kind of an orange flavor, which I don't know if I mentioned in the. On the nose, but I did get an orange flavor on the nose as well, like a like an orange rind. Uh, but I also got that in the taste as well for me. Um, and I feel like as it faded away, not so much the finish, but still on the taste, I, I got that cinnamon. It, it definitely pierced through at the end for me. And yeah, same thing, John. I, I feel like this had much a much stronger burn than than something like the Glenfiddich that we had, um, which was stark in contrast for you know, one scotch to the next. Cause I feel like this is much more what I would expect a whiskey. You know, when you say the word whiskey to an American, this is kind of what I expect versus what we have with the Glenfiddich. This was kind of more of a, I don't know, relate yourself to bourbon type type thing when it comes to taste. And I, you know, I don't mean to trash on scotch, but I'm saying I, I just felt the connection there that it's a whiskey.
1: Oh man, guys, there are four very different palettes and noses on this right now this this one's going to be tough actually i i don't know what happened but i don't think any of us it's a one a three a six like it's gonna to be totally individual like just nothing none of our profiles ended up really being all that similar
2: oh, when, especially, it, came to, when especially it came to that burn palette, I mean. when it came to that burn i noticed it more going down like it was definitely warm going down not so much on yeah, the yeah, and,
0: and I have a note on that is that I felt like it sit, it sat higher in my throat. <clears> throat> if that really makes sense, it, it felt like it sat much more on the very end of my tongue, not in my throat where it where it hit me, and didn't it didn't last long. And I feel like it didn't overstay its welcome. Like I feel like a lot of bourbons when they burn, they last too long or or they they overstay their welcome. Where this was like it was in, it gave me what it had. It was very presentable, and then it was done. I really appreciated that.
3: Like a good date.
0: Clint, did you have more on the taste at all?
1: No, I'm I'm looking up what I. Is why you put I'm it looking in the up notes. my rating here. Jesus, you put
0: it in the notes, and then
1: you don't have to worry. No, th- there's a reason I'm doing this. Um, mm. it's it's coming off the taste that I'm having now. So there's a. Uh...
0: Clint's googling. How do I answer this question?
2: So I I pasted in the in the Discord chat that flavor mapping, and it, it's actually kind of interesting with Clint saying we all have a very different take on this. None of our takes are outside of this oh. map.
3: We're all just hitting a different one.
2: Yeah, but I've
1: I, <laughs> we're all just looking onto a you different. You sent week. me that map on the message, and that map is quite generic in terms of types of flavors. You have your sherry, you have your.
0: I find what's interesting is the strong, like push towards vanilla, but a lot. But we really didn't bring it up that much. But when that it comes to like same f- vanilla, that there's a very strong pull to vanilla. In fact, that might be the strongest, you know, outlier on this on this chart. And very little, you know, we talked very little about it. Where the malt, the malt is almost second here, and we all talked about it, uh, which you know makes sense. But I, I find it very interesting that they said, yeah, it's a very strong vanilla and we really didn't touch on that much.
2: You could kind of analog to it. Like you said, this is pretty close to what you would picture a whiskey as. And maybe the vanilla is coming more from... I do agree. It, hey, it sat in more bourbon casks than Glenfiddich, which would have been mainly Ol- Oloroso Sherry's.
0: Yeah, because I think these they sit in an American barrel,
2: correct? Yeah, I think we had a lot of them in our number. I can pull it back up and just see, see what we get here.
0: Yeah, I think that was one of their selling points. They said an American barrel. Let me
2: punch our number into it.
0: I think the only thing I'm really shocked about is the fruity part of it.
1: I, if it's a fruit, it's a really light, crisp fruit that I am
2: not getting right now.
0: I mean, people talk about it being apple, and I think uh, John might have hit it. I think he said pear or apple, so I, I guess it's there, but I just totally missed it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think that map is a pure palette map. I think it's a,
0: no, it's just giving you the hints, and you might pick up one something more. Yeah. Than someone
1: else. I, I gotta be honest, guys. I'm looking at this, and I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, my review is probably not gonna be fair for this because I'm telling you, I'm zoning in on cut. that Cheerio thing, and it's just, Clint, it's six got out me of six, stuck. Cheerios. It's uh, <laughs> kids love them, and so does <laughs> he's like, it. maybe. It it's just it's got me locked in on something, and I just i i can't move past it and i think this is probably my fault but uh well
2: are we ready for the rating well, we
1: should move on to the rating
0: yeah i would say we we should move forward
2: uh, we, so uh as far as bourbon casks are things made up about eighty-two, sixty of them are bourbon yeah,
0: casks so that sounds that it's i feel like that's where it's pulling the flavor profile from because i get a, a strong bourbon resonance here so what uh what I have asked you guys to do, or I kind of touched on it, was rate this, give give us a score that's locked in before, so we don't have to do the shoot anymore, because to be honest, that is audio garbage when I listen to it, and I would like us to get away from it. That was kind of the part of the fill in this responses, so you guys are locked in. So I'm going to just have to trust that you guys won't change your scores. Wait, then why don't we just text you right now?
2: Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, I didn't build let's just do it. We're all honorable people in. here. We're all
0: honorable, but uh, yeah, the shotgun style is pretty audio garbage. So there's no point in rehashing it right after we say it. So I'm gonna go down the list, and you got well, we, you know, we'll just figure out where we're at. So Pat, what do you think about this boy? Five.
3: Five. Okay, John. Oh, a stark contrast. I'm a one. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, Clint.
1: I'm a two. Wow.
0: Okay. I'm a three. So, John, it stands. Pat's a scotch boy. Yep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my take is I just thought it was very good to drink. I want to buy it and have it.
3: All right. So, wait. Let me Let it. me then counteract with my one.
2: Well, hold
1: on. <laughs> what are you talking yeah, about? We, five we, is a special we, occasion. The one yeah.
2: time Clint knows the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have it. I want to have it. I want to drink it.
0: I think let's not start on the one. Let's not start on the five. Clint, you want to talk about why it is a two?
1: Okay, so for me, the reason I honed in on the two was simply because of my nose and palate on the malt-forward flavor. I got, I honed in, and this could be my fault, I'll admit, but I honed in on that Cheerio note so hard that I almost wished that I could have made it even more malty, and it accelerated it to like a pretzel so what i thought was make like a pretzel shot mixed drink out of this like (laughs) clint's
0: fucking putting mustard in this thing
1: (laughs) i'm just like i well that's just it i don't get i wasn't getting the heavy salty brininess that um supposedly is typical with isla but I wasn't getting a real salty brininess. All I got was that Cheerio, and it felt very one-dimensional to me. I'm not saying it's not pleasant. It is, but it's not pleasant enough that that I would say I would want to consistently have just drinking neat. I would like to see what I could do with this because the Cheerio palette is kind of a... It's a bland palette, and I think I could probably make it a little bit better in a mixture. So that's where I'm at with the.
3: Talk. All right, I want to say my bit before we go up high because boys... do Well, I was going to say mine because i All right, you can three. say yours. Go for it. I,
0: I mean, I just don't want to go to extremes. Yeah, that's man. fair. Do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for you and Pat to have your little duke.
2: I don't, I don't want to fight anybody.
0: I will say, I will say, Clint, I, I don't want to conflate cereal tasting to malt because I feel like malt, which is described much more of as like a caramel coffee fruit, where pre- or Cheerio would be much more of like a a cereal, I think.
1: Yeah. Well, in that case, a uh, plain Cheerio is not a very complex cereal to begin with. So that's I'd, fine
0: though. You can be you can be right there. Uh, I I just want to clear that up before we get too deep into it's it's a malt and then it's not really. Uh, but anyways, I, I would say that I gave this a three, and I think a lot of it is contingent on the fact that it is so close to a bourbon counter counterpart uh what i really like about this is it would be a great segue for somebody that's that that does like a bourbon they want to try a scotch and most things most things might be just outside their realm of what they're really happy with where this is i mean like you said it's mostly in, in bourbon casks it definitely fits the profile of someone that can open up their arsenal to add a scotch in do I think it stands out as a scotch based on what we've had? No. Uh, I think this kind of just middles the road. Uh, but I do love the story, and it would definitely, th- you know, going into this, the bottle is eye-catching. Uh, it makes you want to try it. You give it a try. I think it gets you in the door to try something else from that they have, and I'd be very interested in trying something else they offer, especially something peated to kind of get that smoke, that smoke taste. And that's where I'm at with this. I'd rather try something different from them, but I think it's good enough to refer to somebody. So I'm kind of sticking in the three category. I think there's plenty of bourbons in my, in my, uh, my cabinet that cost less and kind of give me the same profile, you know, where this won't stand out as like, why I should spend $55 on it, which is part tariff issues, part, even without the tariffs, it's still going to be a high forties bottle where I think, a bourbon will accomplish this in the 30s. But I I love the story about this bottle.
1: I'll uh, jump in just real quick on what Max said in terms of wanting to try some of their other stuff. Rating it a 2 does not mean I want to try some of their peated stuff, some of the smokier stuff, because I think that would be a bit more complex. And don't get me wrong, this is pleasant. But pleasant in a way that I thought would be attainable to a mixed drink. So that that's that's the where old I'm highball. No, <laughs> the old highball. No, 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 and that's that's what I'm getting at is the way I took this, and I, I'm absolutely willing to be wrong, but the way I took this off my initial taste, which I just had tonight, I had it a half hour ago, right before the podcast, and then I had it now. I guess my first instinct is a little one-dimensional. If it came up ever again, and I could try it neat again, I would give it a shot and see how it's different. But right now, I'm i telling you, I, I, feel, I feel stuck. And I think this is more of a fault of mine, but I feel stuck on that serial note that cheerio that i'm getting and i i'm having trouble moving past that tonight so it's it's really making it hard for me to make it anything better than what i'm seeing right now
0: all right serial murderer clint we got it you kill you, you killed that horse all let's right hear from the extremists in the groove
1: yeah i agree let's hear from pat
0: <laughs> john yeah. john hit us with the one you can bring us down so pat can bring us up
3: because I was going to say, mine's like way less in depth. It's just, I'm seriously, I'm on my first glass of this still. I can't get through it. It's not enjoyable to me. There's like this weird contrast of like, what I'm tasting is like a lot of sweetness, plus that like bitterness or burn. And the two are just not going together for me enough for me to even finish my first glass. So I think it deserves more than a one. But to me, it's a one. That That's all.
2: That's fine. That's that's all it's about. I really hope you didn't accidentally flip your covers on the Japanese one. Me too. <laughs> He's gonna love the toki. <laughs> that would be. But really no, funny. I think it. I can appreciate
3: people liking this, but I can say it's not for me. That's fine.
0: I feel. I feel like that's a good. It's a good way to look at it, especially with someone that might be. They might be off put by a burn because this definitely has it, and they might be sensitive to sweetness because they'll get that, and so the conflicting flavors might really off put them. And I think if you're someone who pulls out sweetness in a drink, and then the burn is really off-putting. This will You'll feel the same way as John in that it, this is just too much of a back and forth to enjoy. Pat, do you want to tell us why this is the best thing you've ever drank?
2: I just really liked it. I thought it was delicious, well-balanced, well-crafted. Um, I'd love to keep it in the cabinet. Um, over the Glenfiddich 12, I'd even consider knocking that down to a three to keep this at a five. You know, like why drink glenfiddich at 43 and if i can get this for 55
0: i will chime in and say i feel like it is very well balanced i will i will say that and that nothing for me gets too overpowered in a way uh, i see i see where it's coming from
2: like i just i just enjoyed it i'm very sad my jar's empty I'll so john it. if you could discreetly deliver my deliver yours to me without using the u.s postal service you
0: still got any of that uh that uh <laughs> horse soldier to trade
2: no i left that at a at a
3: family event.
0: He abandoned it. He left it.
3: And he didn't tell them it's just hidden in their liquor cabinet now.
0: He just left it at the front door, ran, ran, rang the rang the doorbell and ran.
3: <laughs> hey, here, here nobody liked that at
2: that party either.
0: Yeah, in fact, he he went put it on doorstep, rang the doorbell and the person kicked <laughs> it off the doorstep.
2: They thought it was a bag of poop on fire. No, like I, like I said, I I enjoyed I enjoyed it. I thought it was very good to drink. I'd want to drink it again. I'd want to have it in the cabinet. Um is it my favorite of all time? no um, but compared to some of the other side scotches I've tried that Glenfid and the Glen Levitt, I'd rather have this every day over both of those um, I'm very interested to see how the different bottles compare to each other, but that's not a factor in my rating that's just more of a looking forward to be the opportunity to get another one of these
0: that feels like a hard way a hard thing to really categorize and get as these different bottles. But I, I, yeah, I see what you mean. Like, can you taste the differences? And I, I think you might have to have them side by side.
2: I would love to be able to have them side by side.
0: I have a strong guess that if you drink this and then two months later get a new bottle that's different, you maybe won't even notice the difference because it, it might be so fine. It's hard to tell though. Okay. Yeah.
2: So I, I mean, I just think that's more, more of the excitement of what this I brand does. I is that that you could do that A-B comparison here. What I would okay. have liked to have done is hold on, Clint. Ah. you had you had twenty minutes to talk about well, Cheerios and milk. New thought, new thought. That's why I was getting at. But go
1: ahead,
0: then. We know it's Cheerio. Maybe it's Honey Nut Cheerios.
2: No, God. no, new thought, new thought. Honey Nut. All right, Cheerios.
0: Pat. Pat wrap it Cheerios up
2: are made with oats. Not they're not even barley. So that's why we're
0: going it Doesn't matter. Just Pat, wrap it up. Let's and we'll let Clint talk a little.
2: Yeah. So I'm going to stick with five, and I hope I can buy this again.
0: I see where you're coming from in that. It is well-balanced. I wouldn't knock that at all. I feel like marry it more with a bourbon, and I think there's things that match it where... Uh, like, t- this week, I bought the Glen S12, and uh, I'm pretty happy with it. I think the Glenfiddich 12 is way better, uh, personally, but I feel like the Glenfiddich 12 brings something different, where this is kind of the middle-of-the-road same. But that's just my preference on it. But anyways, why am I talking? Clint, what do you got?
1: Okay, so... Uh, This is more of a memory lapse thing, but the fact that every bottle turns out a little bit different, it does kind of excite me a little bit, because I could try a different bottle and not hone in on that Cheerio note, and that would make me much happier.
0: I'm ready for the next bottle, and Clint is just yelling, it's fucking Cheerios! (laughs) (laughs) It's still fucking Cheerios!
1: (laughs) Maybe later... It would be something that I'll enjoy. I, I mean, can't I
0: wait can't
2: wait for the text three days from now saying, "Guys, I found out I have COVID."
1: <laughs> oh no,
0: Pat! Don't wish that on somebody.
2: Oh uh, yeah, um,
1: yeah. So that's an interesting story, actually. Oh, <laughs> that's, okay, say that for after the show. So this
0: sounds like a Clint's bits. What he oh, got, God. Clint?
1: Oh uh, no, this was more like an introduction. Kind of scenario where I we talk about our week. But last Thursday, I had a date. And the next Friday, she tested positive. Or not next Friday. The Friday after. That Friday afternoon, she tested positive for COVID. Wait. Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. What date was this date on?
1: So the date was, as my phone turns off. God damn. 19th. 21st. Uh, no, the 21st. The 21st. Don't worry, and, guys, we're safe. And she, but I
0: was mostly worried about it. He went on a date Thursday, yeah. we did a live show, and he's fucking positive.
1: And she uh, tested positive Friday the 22nd.
0: So here's the question. Are you guys quarantining together?
1: <laughs> no. No. Hey. Uh... No, it the date went well. Just Clint broke up with this. <laughs> it's not at that stage yet. Let's put <laughs> he
0: said. Way. I'm sorry, we're done.
2: Oh wait, so Clint really could have. The Clint easily could. Could yeah. yeah. So hold on, his whole rating could be invalid.
0: We, Clint, we're well, going to need a test. You, you could say
1: that, test. but I haven't had any. I smelled myself at work today, and I know I stink. S- so no.
3: smell. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Fucking a.
2: So I don't think it's quite Clint, there yet. This is can't rate
0: anything. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: holy shit. Well, I'm just glad that, you know, everything's fine, I assume. Is she okay?
1: No. No, I, mean, she's, no, I breakers, don't care what you have to say, does Pat. she taste she Cheerios? feeling good? It's the regular shit, yeah.
0: I just want to make sure she's healthy, Clint's healthy. We're all healthy. We're all, we're all healthy. Take Take care. Good. Oh, fuck. I thought we no, already that was did gin.
3: this. This is my whiskey fun fact. Oh, yeah.
0: I don't care. Last week, it was tequila. You know, it could be anything. Watch. We had this to get off that guessed.
3: tangent somehow. So, get this.
2: Did you know 70% of jam comes from Scotland, guys? Did you know 1% of John's Sacks <laughs> are kind of cool? Did you know there's five regions in Scotland that Scotch is legally allowed to be categorized as? Did
0: you know that Scotch is from Scotland?
2: Did you know there can be American single malts that can't be called Scotch, what? but they're similar? How
0: long can what this go, go on?
2: That's just a blended whiskey.
0: How long?
3: I just wanted to hear how many facts you guys just start busting out.
0: John's got a notebook. He's like just (laughs) mocking him off (laughs) as he holds up a notebook with five thousand pages of facts.
3: Oh my god! (laughs) All right, so get this: one of the oldest bottles of Scotch whiskey. It was the old vatted Glenlivet 1862. Was opened in 2017. Drops of the rare whiskey. Whiskey were captured inside fifty Swiss watches, the most expensive of which cost more than thirty five hundred pounds. Which I'm sorry, thirty five thousand pounds, which equates to about one hundred eighty four thousand dollars.
0: Wait, wait, wait! You're telling me they took a very expensive old bottle and put the shit in a watch? Yeah. What the fuck were they doing?
3: Hey,
2: I was thinking about this today because I know I say gimmick a lot, but when does a gimmick become a scam? It's this. <laughs> <laughs> wait, here's the it's, question, it's John. Scam, scam versus gimmick is there's fraud. You
0: better the have this answer. So in 2017 they opened this bottle. When was this bottle? Well, bottle? I mean
3: it's yeah, eighteen. It was something. the old Vatican, Limited 1862. Did I
0: just missed it. 1862. So it was 140 years old. Holy 145. shit! 145. This
3: bottle. 149. Oh wait, this isn't. This isn't. Yeah, we're talking right old. old. I was trying to find the price.
0: So they so here's what here's what happened. Someone had a bottle and they're like, this bottle will be worth like ten million dollars. And they opened the bottle and went, fuck, there's only eighteen drops in here. Why don't we just put this in a watch?
3: Yeah, it's I mean it's thought to be the oldest vintage whiskey in the world. So no one knows what the fuck it tastes yeah, like. I heard it tastes like watches.
0: Guess what? I have an Apple watch that I poured some whiskey on. Would you guys like to buy it for five hundred dollars?
3: I'd pay a hundred more dollars for that.
1: John.
0: well john you're my new
1: customer <laughs> this this fact is not disappointing but the fact that they threw this on some watches is disappointing instead of actually tasting it
2: well oh, they I'm got guessing- money they got coins with it too it's it's all a scam you can get one oh. of these coins for nine thousand three hundred dollars but see uh, they this say, is say like drops, those iphones
0: means- that have a piece of the moon in them i mean they say
2: drop hey, here's a here's a picture Here's a link. Everyone can look. Ooh, it's I'm going to add this audio. in the show notes. notes as well.
0: No, it'll be in the show notes. Everyone check the show notes for Oh, at this least it's awesome a gold
2: coin. You're probably... Geez,
0: for this... Yeah, it's probably worth It's probably worth $3,000 in gold.
2: How much is two ounces of gold? Two ounces of gold. Okay, so you can see... It's uh, $3,000.
0: So you can see the bubble of whiskey in the coin.
2: This is... This is a scam. This is, this a, is a waste scam. of your money. This is Any, a... If you're listening to our show... Please send us money.
0: (laughs) Yeah, if 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 you bought this coin
2: or that or that watch,
0: we will give you a drop of something. If you you
2: have so much money, you want to waste it on a watch with whiskey in it? You've got a problem. I just don't see
0: what's the value there. The watch doesn't work any better. In fact, it probably works. I have it.
2: You don't. That's the only value.
3: I have the oldest. I have the oldest whiskey in my watch. What do you have, peasant? Like that's it. Whiskey I is. Got the, meant I got to the be oldest drank. rum
2: in my watch. It's from 1780. Ugh. It'd be one thing if it had
1: like a secret compartment where you just pop it out like a pill and just...
0: <laughs> look, I but, would under, there's, there's two issues I have with this. One, whiskey is meant to be drank. It shouldn't be in a fucking coin. Two, it's so little that even if for some reason you're like, I will taste this drop, you won't even be able to taste it.
2: I would rather have that bottle on a shelf and say, look... This is older than my grandpa's grandpa's grandpa. Sir, you can't afford I'd that I'd rather bottle. have the
0: empty bottle after I drank it just say, look, I had that thing. It's insane. But that's the thing. You'll never buy this bottle. You can't. This has
2: been uh, your whiskey scam of the week. Thanks, John.
0: I'm disappointed. It's, I'm dis- I'm disappointed. Not in you, John. Just in this company. This is sad. This is travesty.
1: You, you really managed to fire us up this week, John. Yeah, at you the end of a get podcast, it going. that's the sad part.
0: I would have never guessed that this existed. Actually, I probably should. There's fucking dish kind of shit
3: everywhere. Anyway, that's it. For
0: <sighs> well, guys, if you all buy a coin from me and then you sell a coin to a friend but tell them that I sent you to sell the coin, we can make some money.
2: I got it. 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 We're going to make a coin. It's going to be made out of aluminum. It's going to have Clint spit in it, and it's going to smell like Cheerios.
0: Clint spit. Let's not
2: Clint Spitz. Nine hundred ninety nine US you know, I, Well guys, don't,
0: let's talk let's <laughs> I
3: don't like the sentence Clint Spitz. <laughs> Clint Spitz, Clint Spitz. Clint's
2: and something. and depending on timing, you may get the virus from it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is the last known portion of the original coronavirus. It is now, now a got...
3: bioterrorist weapon. <laughs> <laughs> but... Hey, yeah, before we you go
2: to bottle Geddon, Max, I have something to talk about. It's
0: not bottle Geddon, but okay. I was trying to
2: think of a new name. Uh, I uh, I had other names I thought of, but I forgot. I got to try uh, Jefferson's Ocean over the weekend.
3: Oh, we did. Oh, okay. Here we go. Boy. Scotch to bourbon. This is the break... longest episode ever.
2: <laughs> hey, it's important. Because we talked about this on what the second episode? Yes. Oh yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna hit my notes real quick. Um, you really now get. We
0: a, have to buy it.
2: You get a big bourbon sugar vanilla on there. It's like a real thick sugar. Um, you definitely get a saltwater sea air hit, and then Claire got to smell it and try it too, and her note was, it smells like a boutique. Home store smell, old building musty. So, kind of like you think you go to like a, I don't know, Brown County is probably not a good reference for the whole rest of the world, but like a little, a little home store. And she nailed that one on the head. Like they got candle, they got like a candle burning in there, a little bit of maple going on. That old building, that antique must. The palette has none of that. You get a little bit of salt right on the front. Like you can definitely tell it's salty. But then it's just a very mellow sweetness. Uh the finish is just a light woodsy note. It's not very memorable, but it works here. Um overall, pay, I paid $14 for my drink, and they they poured it pretty pretty tall. So thank you to my server Jan and Juice for that one.
0: You say and Jan and Juice.
2: Jan and Juice. That was what was on the receipt. Love it. And uh I would say one drink is a four. If you have to pay ninety dollars for that bottle, it's a three. Okay. That's all
0: well, I now we're committed that we're gonna. I would say we ahead. should
2: not try this on the show.
0: <laughs> Why is that too expensive? It's too, it's
2: too much money to split for. No, uh, no, it's if, enough. Go find it yourself for fourteen dollars and try it. That's, well, that's all. That's a can good say. call. Yeah, but you have this is again a now, talk about it, what, bottles. What?
0: Uh, what? They guess. have a
1: release every year.
0: Is this Jefferson? Is this just the n- normal Jefferson's Ocean Agency? Sea?
1: Age sea? So no, you can, I can pick it up for sea, sixty-nine. The aged at sea has still, different still went, voyages. Still do it. Nice. It has still different split. voyages.
0: I mean, split four ways. It's not that bad. Still wouldn't do it. Okay, I'm just saying. It, for us, we could make it happen for the, a good price. Because yeah, the, but the it's not worth the at, conversation. Okay, do it yourself. Fine. Hey, we'll do, we'll move there when we move there. We'll see where we end we'll up. Eventually, we, we got to do there. it
1: move will move there. We'll move. I'll go and request it next time uh, just to piss you let's... off, Patrick.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's Do fucking go. Do it. I go. can't
2: wait to see you go. Let's go. You're right, Patrick. That was a one. That was hot garbage. I can't believe they sell that. I can't believe they source their whiskey and put it on a boat and sail it around for who knows how long and sell it for $90 at a local man's liquor store.
0: Just so you know, Just so it's, so it's, not, it's only in your place at <laughs> 90.
2: Hey, Total Wine's a gimmick. Okay, wow. Well,
0: I will stop buying you alcohol then. <laughs> you can furnish your own bottles. I got
2: to go furnish my own samples. <laughs> so, Guys, oh, I, got thing, a, I got a state-sponsored <laughs> liquor store here.
0: There's only one thing people tune in for, and that is the one and only...
2: The end. <laughs> <at laughs> <at laughs> you can follow us on Death Bottle. Smell You can follow us on Twitter at SmellMyWhiskey. You can email rick, 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 rick. us at SmellMyWhiskey. It's whiskey a terrible bottle.
0: Did that get his attention? <laughs>
2: Sorry, what was that? Play the music (laughs) again. The song doesn't. So, let's talk about the
0: bottle. This is a pretty easy one, to be honest. This is, I mean, well, is it easy? Where does it rank? I don't know. Uh, The bottle, though, they did a great, and to be, it's a paint job, which is even better because originally I was like, "Is this a? Is this wrapped? If it's wrapped, it's really good." But no, they. It's a fully painted bottle. It's this. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Tiffany's blue. Is that fair to say? Does it sound, seem like a Tiffany's blue? Uh,
2: I don't know. You tell. It's me. not as. It's not as bright as a cyan, but it's in that. Region.
0: Yeah, it's probably not as bright as that. It's a little. It's a little flatter. But I mean, it's a great overall color, and all the. Uh, you know, all the writing is inked in to the to the bottle. It's real clean, real nice. Uh, I can't really fault any of the the finishes on it um the bottle shape in general is kind of I, don't, I say boring you know it's it's a chunky boy with a nice little neck same thing all these scotches with their plastic plastic tops that must just be the way they do it um but other than that i mean there's not much to really hate on this thing uh it comes in a nice metal tin uh which i usually don't give any points give or take points for but i mean it was full metal which i guess you're paying for but they have a nice little vibration pad in there it's, it's cool little deal uh putting this guy on the list i put it right above angel's envy i think it's a cleaner finish on the bottle angel's envy is a little more of a i don't know the shape of it's a little too much uh so i'd, I'd put this number four on the list so we've got number one G- glenfiddich 12 two is four roses three is horse soldier four will be our brook Lottie, uh, five would be all Angels Envy. Six is our Dickel Tabasco, and seven is Prop Number Twelve. There you have it. This bottle's not bad, though. I this is this is one someone will put on a shelf for sure, just because it stands out so much. It Does much.
3: look good? I like that one. It's unique. It's cl-
0: it's super clean. I I would feel I feel worse throwing it away because it almost feels like an Art Deco piece in a way, just the way it's painted and how matte it is. Mm-hmm. It, it it has that feeling of Art Deco. And, and if you had like, if you had six or seven or eight of these bottles, all different colors, like flat out, like a yellow and orange or red, this blue, teal, seafoam, whatever it is. If you had a bunch of these in a row, it'd be a great little piece. But on its own, it, you know, it's nice. I also like
3: that Without it's the, not your typical scotch bottle. Like that. A hundred percent. This would not, throw you off yeah.
0: all day. This looks like a, I think maybe Clint said it. This looks like your uh, hypnotic, you know, cheap. Uh, what even is hypnotic? Just like a s- spirit or a uh, like Kurt, a wine cooler no, I, almost.
1: I, I, I said something about kinky. The kinky. Yeah, vodka.
0: Yeah, kinky vodka or whatever. Like, yeah. but, or almost a hit. But it gives you that kind of like. Is this like a cheap mixed weird drink thing?
1: Oh no! It is. going could be a color. bottle of absinthe. Yeah,
0: it's got. It, you know I almost get those vibes too it's definitely different and if you if this was in a lineup you would never in a million years say this is a scotch ever so I, I like the standout the standout of it and what's even better is on a scotch shelf this really pops so that that's very because like total wine does organize them by especially the scotches they're all in their own different categories so this is like bright blue teal on the shelf you might buy it just because of the way it looks. In that kind of atmosphere, so
2: it definitely pops. Yeah, it, it's the, it's real good. You know your uh, yellows and your browns and your greens. I'd love
0: to. I'd love to know what you guys think about it if you comment on the Instagram post. But because this is this is different, it's pretty cool.
2: <laughs> and I already got our socials done. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although <laughs> I got to edit nerds. all that
0: shit out because no one can hear anything.
2: No, you just bump yours to the back. You leave mine at the front, and then you can cut your section. Nah, no, just leave it as is. We'll redo socials. That was
1: funny. I, I enjoyed that. That was
0: funny. <laughs> oh my God. So, anyways, let's wrap this baby up. As always, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram. You can email us. So we're on Twitter and Instagram. Smell my whiskey, that's with an E. You can email us, whiskey at gmail.com. Please rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everywhere you can rate podcasts. Uh, let's see. Socials.
2: Pat, what you got? Smell my whiskey. That is Perfect.
0: Strange. We got John's underscore sketchbook, right? J O N S underscore sketchbook. Clint,
1: I don't, Clint.
0: What are we doing? Did you get? Did you get your library card revoked?
1: As always, you can find me at the bowl. <laughs>
0: that's your that's your sign off, not see, your social. See you oh, fuckers bah,
2: there. <laughs> <laughs> Clint, I'm just surprised
0: because it's been so quiet. I assumed you got kicked out of the library. Oh, God. And you can find me on Twitter. I'm Max Kobe, M A X K O B I. I'm on Instagram too, but I don't post that much. Uh, and with that, we're just 40. idiots trying to review whiskey.
1: Cheers. Bye, Craig.
0: <laughs> Pat? Never. <laughs> Never. That's a wrap. <laughs>